All right, welcome back to the Kadash Podcast. This is your host, Joshua. And uh, today we're going to be running through Isaiah 1. I'm not going to even, we're not jumping in. Um, we're just going to jump straight in, okay? All right, so this, this, oh man, this is, I, I really, it's so hard to explain the things that the Lord reveals in human words. Um Isaiah 1 is beautiful. It is glorious. It is long, 31 verses. Amazing. It's, this is God's, this is us and God's desire for us. This is a byproduct of the fall, but what he has done through Jesus. It's, this is, see, it's like, this is preaching the gospel right here. This is what we need to be. This is what, this is, this is what lights a fire right here. Not a a a, a to do list. Listen to this. <clears throat> We're gonna stop, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stop and go through this. We're gonna go through this whole chapter, and um, I'm just gonna stop, and then I'll keep reading, and I'll stop, and I'll I'll start back at the verse, and um, and then we'll, yeah, we'll go through there. We'll go through through this whole thing together. Um, so, <clears throat> um, Isaiah one, right. Um, it says the vision concerning Judah and Jerusalem that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw during the reigns of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. <clears throat> and then it says rebellious nation. This is us. This is us. Okay, verse 2. Hear me, you heavens. This is the Lord speaking, okay? Hear me, you heavens. Listen, earth. Okay? Take note of those words. Hear me and listen. Who should we be, we be hearing and who should we be listening to, right? Don't forget the enemy's trying to distract us, right? Okay, it says, for the Lord, the Lord has spoken. Okay, let's let's listen. What is he speaking? What, let's listen. What is he saying? Okay, I reared children, okay? He birthed children and brought them up, brought them up. Adam and Eve, let's think back. Okay, let's think for a second. Let's bring depth to this, okay? He reared children and brought them up, but they have rebelled against me. Right? What did they do in the garden? They ate of the tree of the knowledge of 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 good and evil. Therefore, they were corrupted. They were uh, the, the enemy corrupted them. He perverted their knowledge. He made them feel shame. Right? They they looked at themselves and they were naked. They saw themselves for who the enemy wanted them <clears throat> to see them as. They got false knowledge. Right? Okay. They rebelled against him. The ox. Then he explains. Then he explains. Faithful ones, right? The ox knows its master. Knowledge. Don't forget, see the word know in there, like I've talked about in the past podcast. The ox knows its master, the donkey its owner's man manger, okay? Its owner's manger. But Israel, okay, he's, he's showing faithful ones, okay? This person knows its master. So therefore, we, we don't, these children that have rebelled do not know, right? They do not know. They have false knowledge. Let's think about that, okay? But Israel, now he's talking about us. Israel does not know. My people do not understand. This was the state that we were born into, a place of misunderstanding. Proverbs 4, 7 says, get understanding, right? Let's read that real quick. Proverbs 4, uh, verse 7 says, the beginning of a wisdom is this. Get wisdom, though it cost all you have. Get understanding. Uh, verse uh, Proverbs 4, 1, listen, my sons, to a father's instruction. This is God. 
pay attention and gain understanding. I give you sound learning, so do not forsake my teaching. Okay, so this is something we have to we have to learn, right? We have to we have to um, we have to seek. Okay, because we were born into false knowledge. It says my people do not understand, and we do not know. Okay, we don't know its master, our master. Okay. And it doesn't mean that we believe that the, the enemy is our master, but we just don't know who our master is. This is the this is the state that we are born into. We don't know God, right? Don't forget, we do not have eternal life because eternal, eternal life is to know him, right? Through Jesus is where we come to know him because he's the one that came to bring eternal life. All right, next verse, verse four. Woe to the sinful nation. This is This is our prior state. This is who he's talking to, who we once were, right? We are no longer when you're born of Christ. You, this is not you anymore. You are not a sinful nation. You were a holy nation, the Bible says, right? You were a royal priesthood, okay? Woe to the sinful nation. This is, this is, this is basically explaining from the Genesis account to the very end to now. Like this is Isaiah 1. It, it blew my mind when I read it, and so much revelation was coming, okay? So woe to a sinful nation, a people whose guilt is great right we were born into this guilty condemned state of our knowledge corrupt knowledge and shame where we feel we walk around feeling guilty that's the weight of sin upon us right it says a brood of evil doers that's our prior state children given to corruption they have forsaken the lord we've forsaken him right in our in our sin in our 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 corruption We've forsaken him, right? Right. Our desires weren't aligned with, with him being our desire. Our desires were in creation, right? They have spurned the Holy One of Israel. That's because the veil was put on, right? Then later on, the veil is removed. The veil was put on, so it's hard to see. It's hard to understand. Think about wearing a veil, and you're walking, you know, and you're and you're and, and you're trying to walk, right? You can't. You can kind of try but you can't do it fully, right? Okay? They have spurned the Holy One of Israel and turned their backs on Him. In shame, what they do, they ran and they hid. Let's think about this, right? Why should you be beaten anymore? Why do you persist in rebellion? This is Him talking to us, right? Why do you persist in rebellion? Your whole head is injured. Think about where your head is. This is where your knowledge is. Our knowledge was injured. Your whole heart was afflicted. What flows from our heart? Our affections were perverted. Therefore, they were afflicted, right? He took on our affliction, right? The chastisement was upon him. That's what it talks about later on in Isaiah, I believe, right? Um, um, your whole head is injured. Your whole heart is afflicted. From the sole of your foot to the top of your head. This is the flesh, right? Our flesh. Okay, we were wounded completely, complete and utter wounding. I love that it says from the sole of your foot, because where was where was Jesus pierced at in his foot? And then to the top of your head, where was the crown of thorn at? Thorns at on the top. His head, right? He he took our place. The the, the it was pierced. It was pierced, his feet was pierced, and his head was pierced from the crown of thorns, right? There is no soundness. What is soundness? What is it? What is it? What does soundness mean? Peace. There's no peace. Only 
wounds, right? There's turmoil. Only wounds, and I'm in verse 6 right now, only wounds and welts and open sores. Not cleansed or bandaged or soothed with olive oil. Your country is desolate, right? We are destroyed. Your cities burned with fire. Your fields are being stripped by foreigners. Okay? The foreigners to me means the enemies. The enemies right before you, right before our eyes. But why? Because we don't have no knowledge. We have no soundness. We don't have a sound mind. We're not in the right mind. We were, we were, we turned our backs for him. We were given to corruption, right? Let's look back. We don't understand, right? This is our prior state to being in Christ, right? Um, your fears are being stripped by foreigners right before you laid waste as when overthrown by strangers. Daughter Zion is left like a shelter in a vineyard, like a hut in a cucumber field, like a city under siege. Unless the Lord Almighty had left us some survivors, we would be we would have become like Sodom. We would have become like Gomorrah. Okay, now, now we're moving into the next um, scene. Think of it that way. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Listen to the instruction of our God. You people are, are, are um, you people of Gomorrah. So now freedom is coming. To be free from all the things we just talked about, what do we have to do? Hear the word of the Lord. Don't forget that faith comes by hearing and the righteous shall live by faith. Okay? So when we hear, it produces faith. When we have faith, it produces righteousness. And all this comes by the word, which who is the word but Jesus, the word made flesh. Not only that, it is the word of God in here, what we're reading now. Right? This is how we have built up faith through Christ and we're able to this this unlocks our identity, hearing the word of the Lord and listening to his instruction. Okay? This now we're unlocking our our identity and our freedom in Christ right here. Okay, we're moving into the next scene. Okay? All right. Let's move into the next scene. Um Isaiah 1, 11. The multitude. Now it now that now we're looking at how we've strived to become right with God. To have we've this is the striving in our own righteousness, in our own flesh, right here. And he's saying that all that means nothing. It, even when we look at um, Paul and he talks about, I've counted this all as lost to gain Christ. All the things that he he had that to boast in, he counts as rubbish. And this is exactly what this is. God has no pleasure in it as well either, because it's a work of His Son Christ in us. Christ in you, the hope of glory, has nothing to do with our own striving. It has everything to do with Christ in us and him producing the living waters. As we drink of him and he is the living water, then living water flows out of us, right? Because of us coming to him, right? Look, we can even go back, hearing the word of the Lord and listening to the instruction of our God, okay? Verse 11, the multitude of your sacrifices, this is your striving. What are they to me, says the Lord? I have more than enough burnt offerings. You've already uh, that, that that hasn't reached it for him of, of rams and the fat of fattened animals i have no pleasure notice how he ha how he says pleasure he has no pleasure in those things but what does he have pleasure in he has pleasure in you already but we're striving 
to bring him pleasure, but he he already he he known you from the beginning. He reared children, he brought them up. But they rebelled against him. All right. So let's keep going. When you come to appear before me, who has asked this of you? This trampling of my courts. Stop bringing meaningless offerings. Our offerings mean nothing. Our offering is ourselves as living sacrifices, right? Let's compare this. Let's think about New Testament verses when we're thinking about this as well. Your incense is detestable to me. Okay, why do they release and they release these burnt offerings to release this incense? In the New Testament, what is our incense? What does he want with us? What does he want? What is, what is incense in the New Testament? Our prayers. What are our prayers but communion with God, relationship with him, talking to him? In the spirit, communicating with him. That's our incense, right? The enemy perverted it and made him think that we, made us think that, th that this striving and all this well, of course, we had to do that back then, but all this was striving. He, he came to show that in all these things that we would try to do, it wasn't it. It wasn't it. And he's showing us later on what it is that he desires, okay? So new moons, he's talking about all these religious acts here in a second, okay? All these religious acts, he's talking about how they mean nothing to him. You can do all this and uh, nothing is going to compare to our um, uh, devotion, okay? And our he, he wants, the Lord will strip us of everything until all that's left is him, and then ultimately he reveals his glory and in, in, in in, in him being the prize. That's the ultimate. The ultimate, the end-all, be-all is creating a bride worthy of Jesus. A, a, a holy nation, a, a, a people group that burn for him. Their loins are just on fire to be with him. And that's us. That's eventually where he's going to take us. Other than that, then we're going to be like the ones that say, Lord, Lord, and, and he never knew us, right? So um, new moons, Sabbaths, convocations. I cannot bear your worthless assemblies. Your new moon feasts and your appointed festivals, I hate with all my being. They have become a burden to me. I am weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands in prayer, I hide my eyes from you. Even when you offer many prayers, I am not listening. Your hands are full of blood. In, in our striving, our prayers are in the flesh and they have no meaning, right? They have no meaning. He doesn't listen. He isn't listening. He says right here, I am not listening. I have hidden my eyes from you when you spread your hands in prayer. Okay, now let's move to the next scene. Wash and make yourselves clean. Remember John 13, 8. Jesus, Jesus is washing, um, or he's about to wash Peter. And Peter's like, no, Lord. And then, and then he, what does he say? He says, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Let's connect these verses. This is why when you read your Bible and you know your Bible, everything beautifully through the revealing of the Holy Spirit connects and it, and it makes you literally fall in love with Jesus. It, it, it just, it's a supernatural thing. It's hard to explain. It's hard to understand. It just, it just happens. It just happens. Okay. Wash and make yourselves clean. Take your evil deeds out of my sight. All this stuff that he's talking about, these religious acts of, of these assemblies and these festivals and these sacrifices. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want you striving. He wants you, you know, that's why he says, come to me and you will find rest in Psalms 23. That's why he says, I lead you besides 
um, still waters and I, I make you lie down in green pastures. This is who he is. Take your yoke upon, take my yoke upon you, right? And um, because my yoke is easy, my burden is light, right? Right. That's that's it. That's ultimately him. Okay. Let's let's keep going. Take your evil deeds. Stop doing wrong. Stop. Okay. Through washing, through Jesus, who washes us and makes ourselves clean, we have the power of the Holy Spirit to resist. And 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 the Bible says, resist the enemy, and he will flee. Right. Resist him and he will flee. Only by the power of the Spirit do we have that which came through Jesus. Okay? Learn to do right. Seek justice. This is how we do it right here. Defend the oppressed. Right? This is love, right? This is love. This is love. Through Jesus washing and making ourselves clean, we take evil deeds out of our sight. We have the power in him, right? Right? The Bible says that um, Jesus has given us all power and authority to trample on the enemy. Once you have a revelation and you 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 receive Jesus and he you let him wash you and make you clean and you repent and you get rid of all the desires that are within you. You deny yourselves and pick up your cross and follow him. You learn how to do these things through the power of his spirit. He starts doing these things in you. He starts teaching you. You learn to do right and, and it's simple. You seek justice. You defend the oppressed. Defending the oppressed is what but love. Loving. Take up the cause of the fatherless. Plead the case of the widow. This is love. He's saying, he's saying make yourselves clean. Rid yourselves of the evil deeds, of the religious acts. Stop doing wrong, right? Repentance and learn to do right. Seek justice. Def love. Defend the oppressed. Take up the cause of the fatherless. Plead the case of the widow. D love others, he's saying right here. Come now. Let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Okay, he wants to settle. This is what he wants for us. Though your sins are like scarlet, so though they were... They shall be white as snow. Though they were red as crimson, they shall be like wool. If you are willing and obedient, willing, willing. What is a willingness? He doesn't want you to come out of your out of out of out of anything else other than other than willingness and obedience. If you are willing and obedient, okay, out of love for Jesus, he makes us willing. You will eat the good things of the land. But if you resist and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. So if you don't do these things, this is what happens. You resist and you rebel, you will be devoured by the sword. Verse 21, see how the faithful city has become a prostitute. Okay. I love how it says, see how a faithful city, faithful, see how the faithful city, because this is our, our, we were once created faithful. Prior to the, the eating of the tree of the knowledge of, of good and evil, then we have become a prostitute. Okay? It was per, our, our faithfulness was perverted. Okay? She once was full of justice. Righteousness used to dwell in her. Right? This is who we once were. We were once righteous, which Jesus in turn brings us back, back to being faithful, full of justice and righteous. But it used to. But now murderers, this is the, the, the tree, the tree brought this prostitute murdering death upon us. But through Jesus, he is the, the correct, the right tree, right? Um, there are two trees, that tree of knowledge and the tree that, that Jesus was the fruit of, right? Let's think about that for a second. The, the, the fruit is what we ate of, off of this tree. And then Jesus hung off of a tree. 
we eat of his flesh and drink of his blood, and it releases the right knowledge. We eat of the tree of the of fruit of knowledge and good, good and evil, and it produces death. Death, life. Both fruits, fruit of the Spirit, right? Fruit of him. He is the vine, right? Let's think all this stuff connects. Like, it's awesome. <laughs> Verse uh, 22. Your silver has become like dross. Your choice wine is diluted with water. Your rulers are rebels, partners with thieves. They all love bribes and chase after gifts. This is perversion. We're chasing after the wrong thing. Uh, chasing after gifts, creation, right? They do not defend the cause of the fatherless. The widow's case does not come before them. Why? Selfishness, which is a byproduct of, of eating the tree of, of knowledge of good and evil. That's a, a, a deed of the flesh, right? Therefore, verse 24, therefore the Lord, the Lord, the Lord Almighty, the mighty one of Israel declares, ah, I will vent my wrath on my foes and avenge myself on my enemies. I will turn my hand against you and will thoroughly purge away your dross and remove all your impurities. So what is he doing? Through his wrath, he is purifying, right? Let's look at this. Ah, I will vent my wrath. Then later on it says, and remove all your impurities. So through him venting his wrath, he purifies you. His wrath purifies us. I will restore, his wrath restores. Right? When we when we rebel, this is what happened. This is this is a byproduct of a rebellion that can happen, but still it goes on to later later on to talk about those who don't even walk in this, right? He will I remove all your impurities. I will restore your leaders as in days of old, your rulers at the beginning, afterward, after you have been, after his wrath, after he removes the impurities, after he restores, after you will be called the righteous, the, the, the city of righteousness and faithful city. Okay? So first he washes and makes us clean. He purifies us. He purifies us and then it, 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 this is sanctification. This is sanctification through Jesus. Jesus comes. Boom. He weeds out all the desires of the flesh. Boom. Then we're a city of righteousness and a, and we're, and a faithful city. But let's keep going. Verse 27. Zion will be delivered with justice. Okay? This is us. Her penitent, one with righteousness. But, listen. Okay, it says, but. Rebels and sinners will both be broken. Those who continue to rebel and sin even after all this are those who choose to stay in that state and those who forsake the Lord will perish, right? He doesn't desire for you to perish though. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that uh, whoever believes upon him will, have, uh, will not perish but have eternal life. So he doesn't want you to perish. But if you don't believe and receive and repent, and, and let him purify you so that you're righteous and you're faithful and you're holy and blameless just like he chose you before the foundations of the world and you rebel, those who forsake the Lord will perish. You will be ashamed. You will continue to live in shame, right? Right? Because of the sacred oaks in which you have delighted. So where is your delight? I love that word. I looked up the word delight and it means a great pleasure. Where's your pleasure? 
you will be ashamed because of the sacred oaks in which you have desired. I love that it depicts a tree, too. What are we delighting in? We're delighting. Some, some of those delight in this old nature that they're in. They stay there because their sins are great, right? The Bible says. Their, their minds of the unbelievers are, are blinded, and they start to delight in the, the, the creation, right? Sacred oaks in creation in which you have delighted. Okay, so where's our delight? Where is our delight? We need to delight in the law of the Lord, which ultimately is what? The word of God, which is what? Which is Jesus, because he is the word made flesh, which is who? In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Okay, you will be disgraced because of the, okay, so hold on, sacred oaths in which you have delighted. You will be disgraced because of the gardens that you have chosen. Which garden? Think about it. I love how it says gardens. And not only that, it says you have chosen. You have a choice. He gave you free will to choose. Where is your delight? There is no, all the things of the world and the flesh don't lead to, to full satisfaction. The fullness is found in Christ. Okay? You will be like an oak. Okay? Which means you were once strong with fading leaves. What is an oak? It's strong. You will be like an oak. But, Instead of being an oak, you will have fading leaves. So you will be dying. You were once created with strength as an oak. Chosen. Prior to the fall, you were created an oak. But if we stay there, we'll have fading leaves. Like a garden. What is a garden? Beautiful. You were created to be beautiful. You are beautiful. But you, you could possibly be like a garden without water. That is fading, that is dying. We need the living water. We need the living water. Verse 31, the mighty man will become tender. Strength will become weak. And his work, a spark, it'll fade. Both will burn together with no one to quench the fire. No one to stop it. No one to stop it. This is a beautiful depiction of, of God's of God's work from the beginning until the end, which he desires us to delight and be righteous and holy and, and, and this is this is who we are adopted into into sonship. This is it's showing the the path for those who do not um, choose to seek God in his righteousness and pursue him, relationship with him. What will happen, right? It says that they will perish. And they will burn together. And with no one to quench the fire. But, wash and make yourselves clean. Jesus came to wash us. To be a part of him, right? Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. We're made to be a part of him. But we have to come, right? We have to watch what we chase. Let's look back at all these. Let's highlight these specific words. And we can't do this through religious duties, only through us being washed and made clean. And, and, and the purging of our flesh and our desires, then we are made righteous and we are adopted into sonship. And we are led by the Spirit and we have this holy delight in, in God and in Jesus. And ah, so good, so good, so good, so, so much food in just that one chapter um but yeah we're gonna end it there 
And I just pray, ah, Lord, thank you for your word. Your word is such a delight. It's so beautiful. It's such just mass revelation. I thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit that lets us read words and their food to our very spirit, man. And they just build us up with faith, which is in turn righteousness, which is by the word, which is the word is Jesus, which it's you. And we're just in this, in this beautiful dance with um, you and ourselves of just learning who we are. And thank you for, for teaching us through your word. Um, continue to grow a passion inside of us for you and uh, for your word. I say these things in Jesus' name. Amen.